My name is Sarah Vioso. In May of 2020, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma, the most aggressive type of brain cancer known. This is my spiritual journey of completely surrendering to God's will while healing my soul through His grace. Welcome to Surviving Fear. Episode 33, Scars. This is going to be the season finale for our first season of Surviving Fear. Um, It's funny because I was just going to keep going and going, and my producer said to me, or she asked me, she goes, how many seasons, how many episodes are you planning on doing this season? And I said, I didn't know. I thought I just had to keep going. She goes, oh, no, no, no. She goes, there's a lot of different podcasts out there where they have seasons. So you can kind of regroup and kind of, you know, replenish yourself a little bit and think about things a little bit before you go and record again. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. That sounds like a great idea. So and this is episode 33. We decided 33 was a good number, and I promise as a biblical background, it's um, Jesus was 33 when he was crucified, and he rose. So we're going with 33 on this one is our lucky number. Um, this I'm hoping this episode comes together as I have it in my head. I have it organized in my head, but you know, sometimes things in my head don't come out exactly as I had organized them. I have notes in front of me, but we'll see. This is my hope. Um, Several times in the last week or so, actually, I've had scars come up, which is kind of funny because it's um, not something you normally talk about, but the song Scars came on, and it's a song by I Am They, and it's a song I really like, and I really, I really, I don't know, relate to. It's, you know, the one in the chorus, the line is, um, I'm thankful for the scars. And I'm not going to try to sing it for you, because that would, you would probably immediately turn off the podcast, because you don't want to hear my voice singing, my singing voice. But, um, I just being thankful for the scars, which kind of goes along with, you know, I've said before, I'm very thankful for my diagnosis because it was such, it produced such an amazing perspective change. And, you know, scars are important part of our body. You know, it kind of reminds us that, Hey, our, you know, this body is mortal. It is not going to last you forever. There is no life. I mean, I guess there is a lifetime guarantee, but we don't know how long that guarantee actually is because we don't know how long the life is. But that song played on the radio, and I actually sat down and listened to it word by word for word. And it's such a beautiful song about, you know, the scars are kind of your story. And that went hand in hand with a few. And it, when I heard it, it kind of jogged a memory for me that. I think in my, you know, several weeks ago, I was listening to, I think it was a mass. It was the the homily from um, the mass from Father Mike Schmitz. And I've talked about him many times before. I really like his, his messages and his deep faith. And he, uh, he said, because he is a youth minister for the college he teaches at in Duluth. And he said he uses it for like retreats for icebreakers for these 
college students on getting to know one another. And one of the questions he poses is, tell me a story or ocean, I guess it's not a question, but um, he says, tell me a story about how you got one of your scars on your body. He says, it's the greatest icebreaker because everyone's got a story. And I never thought about it like that before. And then I, you know, started thinking about, you know, my life and my scars, but it also got me immediately to a movie because you know how I am. And it brought me to Roadhouse. And Roadhouse is, oh gosh, 80s, maybe 90s. It's a movie uh, starring Patrick Swayze, who in that time frame was extremely easy on the eyes. And um, Sam Elliott's in it who continues to be a phenomenal actor that I enjoy watching. Unfortunately, um, I don't want to say unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't know where Patrick Swayze stood with the Lord, but I do know that um, I would hope that Patrick Swayze was welcomed to the gates of heaven. Um, every story you see written about him is, says that he, like, he's a super nice guy, but I can't say that I knew that when he was living because I never met the guy. But anyway, there's a scene in Roadhouse. So to kind of square it up for you is... Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse, his name's Dalton. And Dalton is a bouncer. And he's brought in, and he's also like this Tai Chi master, karate master, like he, which you see all this in the movie. And very zen and meditates. And it's just, he's, his character is unlike one I've ever seen. Anyway, he is the bouncer at the Double Deuce, which I think I got that right. I just remember the, I remember that there's dice on the top of the bar that he works at. And I think it's called the double deuce anyway. And in one of the scenes, you know, his love interest in the movie is this doctor. Well, he gets into a bar fight at his bar and I think he was stabbed or something or cut. And he has to go into the emergency room and the doctor, you know, has him take, take his shirt off to see the wound and there's scars all over his body. And so she kind of starts having him. He goes, what happened to you here? And he goes, oh, that was a gunshot. And he goes, well, what about here? And he goes, oh, I was stabbed with a broken beer bottle. And he had a story for every one of the scars on his body. Just like I'm sure right now you're already thinking of the scars. Oh, yeah, I have this scar and this happened. Like I have one right between my eyes. It's a chicken pox scar. And it's funny because I hadn't thought about it, even noticed it in years. And just yesterday, my son, Jake, we were driving because I was telling him about this episode I was preparing and about scars. And I said, yeah, I have a chicken pox scar. And he goes, where? I said, it's right between my eyes. And he got up close and he looked at it and he goes, mom, I've never seen that on your face. I'm like, well, it's been there since I was four. Um, but yes, it's been there for a very long time. And it's funny because there's things I don't even think about. Like I have one on my um, right calf. It's about, it's gosh, it's about the size. I would say it's bigger than a silver dollar. It's um, from when my uncle Tommy took me on a motorcycle ride and it was amazing. And it was so fun. It's the first time I'd ever been on a motorcycle. And when I got off my back of my leg touched the muffler, which was extremely hot and um, put it burned the back of my leg. And I still had, it's very, very faint, but I think about that scar and I get a smile on my face because I remember how much fun I had on the back of my Uncle Tommy's motorcycle. Um, it just, 
there's so many stories. Like I have stretch marks from having my babies. I'm very grateful for my stretch marks because that meant my body was able to get pregnant and have babies. And I know many women have struggles or aren't able to have children. And um, at least their bodies aren't able to produce children. They get children, um, have children come into their lives through adoption as well. And we're all adopted, right? We're all adopted children of Christ one way or another. Um, Adam has one. My son has one on his arm. He broke his arm. Bone went through the arm, went through the skin. It's quite the fun party trick because when he makes open and closes his fist on his left hand, it's almost like his scar talks. It's kind of funny. It's a great party trick for when he gets older. I think it's great. Um, so they all tell stories. And that's why scars are, they're part of us. They're a great conversation starter. You know, it's, you know, it's not something we should be ashamed of. It's part of our life. It's part of our life story. Um, I also think, you know, and maybe this is off, this maybe seems off topic, but I also think, you know, some people scar themselves purposefully, like with tattoos. And I don't, I I love tattoos. Please don't take when I say scar, that's negative. I'm trying to like turn it as a positive thing because it is. But I think tattoos, because you have a needle, I know it's injecting ink into your skin, but you can also get different type of tattoos that are, that can do like raised tattoos where it's, it's almost like a scar that comes in. And it's something purposeful. I think tattoos are beautiful. I love, I, I, there's always, to me, there's always stories behind why people what the meaning of their tattoo is. A lot of times it's to memorialize someone that is, um, that is passed or gone to heaven, or it's some, you know, something that you're interested in, something that you're proud of. Like I remember when I had run my run the marathon, I wanted to get a 26.2 cause that's the distance of a marathon in miles on my right foot on the outside of my right foot. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do one again, but by goodness, I did do one and I want to memorialize it somehow. I want to recognize that somehow. Um, I laugh because when I think of tattoos, again, another movie, I am one of my favorites, Mag- Steel Magnolia's Dolly Parton's um, character, Truvy. And Truvy has a son who has gone off the rails a little bit and she keeps trying to pull him back in and he's about to pull he pulls out of the driveway on his motorcycle and rides off with his black leather jacket which i also think is super cool and but he's you know you can see that he's kind of being the rebellious son and truvy turns to one of the girls that are there and she's like oh you know how's your son doing she he goes well he's got a girlfriend and the nicest thing i can say about her is all her tattoos are spelled correctly which i think it's such a classic line and a hilarious line in movies because you can search. And I know I'm way off topic right now, but you can search. There's all kinds of like, I mean, collections of tattoo fails. And a lot of them are, they're misspelled. Um, but anyway, I know my parents, you know, I have a tattoo. My parents, not one of their prouder moments. They're probably going to be not so happy that I shared this, but I do have a tattoo of a heart. Um, on my left lower back, they would tell you it's on my rear end, but I prefer to think it's in my left lower back and it's a heart because I was born the day after Valentine's Day. Um, I was 19. I was on spring break. Um, was Is it the best quality tattoo I could get? No, but um, it meant something to me. It still means something to me. It's It brings up memories and that's what scars and purposeful scars like tattoos do for you. 
And I'm not like condoning or, you know, I'm not condoning or going against. It's your body and it's your business and why you do something. Um, But for me, scars are just such a part of us. And I sit there and I think, you know, one of these podcasts that I would, or I'd listened to, and it was, it was from Father Mike that he had said, it really struck with me is, you know, it, he found it interesting that, you know, after Jesus was crucified, when he rose, he still had his scars. Because you remember, he went to the disciples, and there's one disciple that wasn't there after he rose, and it was Thomas. That's why you call him Doubting Thomas. Because Jesus appeared to those 11 disciples, and he showed them his hands and showed him the scar on his side. And he's like, that's how he proved that he was, because they were in disbelief, and that's how he proved he was him, that it was Jesus. And remember, Thomas comes back afterwards, and they're all telling him, Jesus came. He's alive. And Thomas says, well, I'm not going to believe it until I see the whole, the scars on his hand, and I see the, and I put my hand in the wound in his side. He wanted physical proof. And that's why, you know, scripture goes on to say, you know, blessed are those who have not seen and believe. Jesus had those scars for a reason, and I don't think his reason was just so he could prove to the disciples and to Thomas that, yeah, hey, it's really me. I know you guys saw me crucified. I know you saw me dead. I know you put me in the tomb. I know all this. Hey, it's me. Look, let me prove it. Here's my scars. But I think he kept his scars too so we could feel connected to him. We all have our own scars. Some of our scars can't be seen. You know, going through what I've been through with my continued journey down this route of cancer, there are things that I still think and feel that are internal scars. There's experiences that you have had that leave scars on your heart that you can't see. And I think Jesus purposely did not heal those scars on himself so we could feel connected to him. He's like, I get it. See, I have scars too. See, there's still these scars on my hands. There's still this scar on my side. I've experienced life too. I think the other reason why he has those scars is it reminds reminds us of his story. Just like our scars remind us of our story and where we've been. We grow out of those scars. We heal. The scars heal. They might leave a faint mark, but they heal. Sometimes there's laughs and joy that comes out of those scars. I look at the stretch marks on my hips. 
And I'm like, those stretch marks came from two beautiful children. I mean, yeah, sometimes right now they're under my nerves because, well, you know, they're teenagers. (laughs) Sometimes their tone is not the tone I would prefer to hear. But I wouldn't trade them for the world. I wouldn't trade those stretch marks for the world. My friend calls them battle wounds, <laughs> stretch marks from giving, from having children. They're battle wounds. Scars serve a purpose. And just like everything else that he does for us, it's very planned and very calculated. And he just sends us so many reminders that, hey, I'm with you. All the scars you have, Jesus was with you. He was standing right next to you, whether you acknowledge that or not. And it's never too late to go back and think about those scars and be like, you know what? That's right. This happened. And the reason why that scar didn't take me out is because Jesus was with me, giving me, or because I I didn't fall apart because he was there. Like I have one on the top of my, or on the back left corner of my head now. It's like a garage door. You can't see it now because my hair has grown back in. But that's where they resected the glioblastoma tumor. And it's funny because I can feel it, which is weird because I just noticed it. Like there's a ridge. Like the other side, the sides you can't feel, but the top, there's like this, probably I'd say if, well, I'm not even going to try to measure it, but there's a ridge that you can feel on my head. And so I'm like, thank you for giving me my hair back because we can now cover that. Now there's a dent in my hair when I fix it, but that's okay. I'll take the dent all day long. Hundred times over, I'll take the dent. But it reminds me of a really difficult time in my life. But now looking back on it, there is no doubt in my mind that Christ was walking with me every step of the way and walking with my family every step of the way. So many people praying for me. I mean, it's a painful memory, but how many people, because of the people I know and people I don't know, on that day when I got that scar. At that moment, so many people put me at the top of their prayer list and made me and talked to Jesus on my behalf. You know, that scar I'm so grateful for. And I'm sure you all have scars that when you go back and think about it, you're grateful for. There was an experience. It allowed you to feel love. Some of your scars may be difficult to deal with. I understand that too. That there are not good memories that are associated with it. But I bet you can find the positive. I bet you can find the light that comes from those scars. I know I normally throw, I don't want to say throw a scripture in like it's a, like something I throw in last minute. But this is, this quote I found, this inspirational quote I found, just really touched me. And I wanted to share this before I close out our season. And I want to give, give close with this. And it's, I'd rather go through the storm with Jesus than sail through life without him. And isn't that the truth? I'd rather have hard times. I'd rather get scars with him 
than live a perfect life without him. You guys, thanks for being a part of the season. Um, we will return in the fall with more exciting episodes, more uplifting episodes, and hopefully episodes that help strengthen your relationship with Christ. I'm Sarah Vioso, and I will see you at the next season of Surviving Fear. Surviving Fear is made possible by the efforts of our executive producer, J.T. Henderson, writer and director, Sarah Vioso, producer and editor, Kristen Walker, artistic creator, Laura Ritchie, graphic editor, Linda Lee, and musical artist and composer, Adam Vioso.